Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Episode 3 of American Yammer, the F3 Nation's fifth best podcast out of five. And today I am uh, I'm happy to be joined all the way from Greensboro, North Carolina by JR. So good morning, JR. Good morning, Circuit. All right. Hey, now, I think, I think the way that you got on my list, I was thinking about this too. Uh, I think last, last year sometime when Tommy Boy and I were putting this together, I was like, yeah, who, who else should I have? He's like, oh, you should just throw JR on there. <laughs> and and, so, and and like nobody had really recommended you or like you know it was like hey jr's got you know this great story it was tommy boy was like hey throw him on there okay sure i'll go ahead and do that um but, well i remember but, him uh, you know saying one day at cafeteria after a workout he goes yeah circuit's doing this this show and you need to be on it you know would you be willing to be on it? and i was like sure let's do this you know and again to your point that was a year ago so um yeah. i've been waiting for a long time happy to be here <laughs> Chomping at the bit, huh? Right. There you go. Awesome. Well, I'm glad we were able to, to finally get you on and uh, getting around to it now in season two. Yeah. So here we are. All right. Name Rama. Name me a Jeff three name. Jason Foy, 43, JR, husband to U-Haul, father to SpaceX, and all-star. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. JR, awesome. So you're Wait, so your, your wife's your wife's FIA name is U-Haul? U-Haul, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. There you go. Now, how long have you been in F3 PAX? Four and a half years. It'll be five in October. Wow, okay. So not not Redwood status, but you came along, sounds like, not too long after. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. No, you know, Greensboro had been rolling for a while by the time I got there, but... You know, make no mistake, I've I've seen, you know, F3 Greensboro grow and explode, you know, especially when we look at the, um, you know, the, the, the calendar of places to go and AOs, you know, it was pretty limited when I first started. And, you know, now we've got, what, five or six per day, you know, and, you know, 12 different locations you can go to. So we've really done, done a good job pushing this thing forward. Yeah. That's great. Now, where do you posting? Where do, where do you typically post? Kind of, are you a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of guy? I know you travel a lot too. I, I do travel a lot. When I travel, I, I try to keep the cadence. You know, just keep getting up early and doing the same thing. Whether it's in the gym or uh, I've posted a few times with a couple of um, you know other AOs that are out there. And uh, but you know, I, I try to keep keep after it. If I'm here, um, I'll get after it. Uh, pretty much a Monday through Saturday guy, if you will, um, as much as possible, and generally take Sundays off unless there's some type of you know off the record run or something that we need to go do uh, for training for something. But you know, Monday for me is a is a circle time or, or or Quaker Crater. You know, Tuesday Cadet Lab or Shake and Bake. Again, if I'm running or you know training for Palmetto, uh, Wednesday is a Death Star Natty's Hump. Thursday is Sad Clown Killer or the Murph. Friday generally is strictly, you know, to the fringe. And uh, Saturday, I'll mix it up between Cougar Town and Cornwallis Nightmare. There you go. Nice. 
Yeah, it's good to be able to get into that routine, right? And especially like you were talking about the fact that Greensboro's grown so much, and and you were able to you're able to have so many different AOs that you can attend. Um, now it just makes it easy, especially if you kind of live in a, a central area where you can get to all those very quickly. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. Well, definitely. Thanks for sharing that. Now guys know where to find you. Um, we are recording this uh, mid COVID lockdown. So uh, once all this, once all this clears, then uh, we'll be able to find you provided that you're not uh, back on travel. That's right. All right. So let's jump in here. Let's talk life before F3. So before F3 came along or before you were involved with F3, what did, what did fitness really look like for JR? Yeah, there's a couple different buckets here, short circuit. So <clears throat> it's like the tale of two lives. And you know, the majority of my life, and you know, I can go back to as far as I can remember, pot starting at you know age five through age 35, you know, I was very active. Um, you know, as a young child, you know, my parents had me in every sport, you know, baseball, football, soccer, tennis, karate. I mean, you name it, we were doing it. And um, and that continued again, you know, for the majority of, of, of my life, you know, for 30 years, uh, up until the point where, you know, I had my first child and this, you know, might sound familiar to a lot of guys that are out there, but you know, when I had my first child, you know, my fitness stopped. I mean, it, it essentially was put on, you know, indefinite hold. And so there was a years, you know, there was about four years there or five between 35 and uh, 39 where, you know, it was easier for me to sit home and play with my children or have a glass of wine and land the floor and wrestle with the kids um, where I got pretty soft. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we'll get to that in a little bit, but uh, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's life before F- F3. And I think that, uh, from a fitness standpoint, and probably as we walk through this, you know, you'll see some of those similarities between, um, you know, the, the, the other two Fs that as we dive into this thing. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. And definitely, I think <laughs> you, you hit right on it, right? When the first kid comes along, men are usually so unprepared <laughs> that that the natural tendency is to kind of say, well, let me, let me hold back. Right. Let me, let me be here for the family. Let me focus on the kids. And, and that sort of has some associated, um, for lack of a better term, some associated softness there. Right. Oh. Um, and whether that's, whether that's sort of just induced from, Hey, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to go out and work out or, eh, it's easier for me just to hang out here. And like you said, drink a glass of wine, hang out with my kids, play on the floor type thing. Um, eventually it, it, it falls off real quick. Oh, and it, and it did for me. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so you've got this long history of fitness in the background, but right around the time from 35 to about 39, you had your first kid and fitness just fell off the wagon. It's, it's on a steep decline. So it, so it tells us about the, the fitness aspect there. Let's talk about the fellowship aspect. So what, what was kind of the nature of your relationships and, and how would you have defined fellowship or friendship um, pre-F3? Um, you know, so again, it's, it's two different, two different buckets here. So, you know, the majority of my life growing up, you know, there's circuit, there's not a whole lot to talk about. You know, I had good friends, you know, we were in good schools, um, you know, high school was great, you know, college was great. And I still maintain a lot of those friendships that, 
I've had um, throughout the years. And I'm very blessed, you know, to have been exposed to so many good people in, in my life. Um, and I think, you know, that there was, you know, if there was ever a dark period, it was back to, you know, when I first moved to, to Greensboro in, um, my gosh, I'm trying to remember when that was, 1998, you know, I was 23 years old. And, you know, just moved here from Atlanta where I lived with a fraternity brother. Three of them lived down the, literally the floor below me. Um, two of them lived around the corner you know, I had friends all over the place. So, you know, we I moved here and I knew nobody, you know, absolutely nobody. So, um, you know, that was, that was tough, you know, going from, you know, for 23 some odd years of having friends and people and, you know, everybody at your disposal to having it turned off was a challenge. And there's a lot of, you know, young kids that are, that are doing that these days and that take these steps, whether it's, you know, for, for work as it was in my case or whatever, or what, you know, whatever the, the, the means is. But uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough, you know, being in an area and not knowing literally a soul. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it sounds like, as you pointed out, a, a dark period based on circumstance, uh, if you want to call it a dark period, right? Uh, but mostly just just kind of going through the natural motions of of growing up and moving away and kind of going to a new area where things are just different and you're you're having to sort of reform some of those friendships. But it sounds like, as you pointed out, kind of grew up already having you know, good friends and, and good school, and especially if you're you know if you're staying fit from five through thirty five, and it's not like you have a, a lack of um, activities and things to kind of pull you together. Yeah. Now, um, so that tells us about the first two F's, and then let's talk about the third F, so the, the faith aspect. So what did what did faith really mean to you, or what did it look like? How was it lived out, whether that's in service to the community or, or even just kind of a belief in something beyond yourself? Or um, what, did that, what did that mean to you if someone brought up that word? Um, <clears throat> my, grandfather, my grandfather was a United Methodist preacher. So we, you know, I've always grown up you know, as a man, as a man of faith. And, and I think that, you know, just blessed to have, you know, come from two parents who, you know, raised me and my brother in the church, um, surrounded by, you know, good Christian people, the majority of my life, um, so faith was always there. And, you know, as we you know, go back to this, you know, to these, you know, two different buckets, you know, I think, you know, everything is, is relative, right? So, you know, when you, you know, when, when I moved here and we were talking about, you know, having, you know, lack of fellowship as, you know, as, as a 23-year-old, you know, having just moved to Greensboro, not knowing anybody, you know, at that point, my my fitness probably excelled. You know, I, I knew nobody, so I spent I spent all my time in the in the gym banging banging around weights. Um, but you know, along with that is you know you, you're doing things you're doing things that 23 year olds do. You know, going out, hanging out, going to bars, lifting weights, whatever it is, trying to you know t- to make friends. And that's where I would suggest that you know that my faith 
never, ever went away, but make no mistake, I wasn't going to church on Sunday like I should have been. Mm. Yeah. Now, and I think many guys would probably echo your sentiments there just from a, a just from a general growing up perspective, right? How many of us kind of go through these, these periods where we finally kind of strike out on our own. We're trying to understand uh, what that really means, what faith really means, but in the context of trying to navigate a world that's very different from what we've grown up with. And uh, as you pointed out, coming to Greensboro, moving there, having no friends, and now trying to understand all of the nuances about what it takes to make friends, but then also continuing to accelerate in your fitness. Definitely, it, those are going to be activities and there's going to be lots of other coercive activities that are going to you know, pull you away from from that that understanding. So I, I don't think that's, that's anything that's far deviated from the, the ordinary, right? Yeah. All right. So that, so that tells us, it, it paints a picture, if you will, of, of what life was like for JR before F3. So we know you came from strong fitness background, right? You're doing all sorts of activities um, from five through 35. So you're not for lack of, of being fit. Um, you had really solid friends growing up. Um, and even as you mentioned, you know, all the way up until you moved to Greensboro, um, had very strong connections. And then you had always grown up in the church. So in, in, in many respects for all three Fs, you were, and, and we talked about this before, you were not necessarily a sad clown by any, by any standard. It's not like you were you know, lacking solid friendships and were completely unfit and didn't really have a, a greater, greater purpose. It sounds like you, you know, all of, all three of these were really kind of in a row. Is that right? Yeah. You know, I don't know that, you know, look, I think that we all have our definition of sad clown somewhere. And, you know, I don't think all of mine, lined up at the right time, you know, for all three of the, uh, of the F's, right. So the fitness fellowship and faith, you know, mine, you know, my sad clown ism, if, if you would, you know, certainly would have been, you know, from a fitness standpoint, the five years where I was doing absolutely nothing and being a slug, um, you know, from a, from a fellowship, you know, there was some times, you know, when I first moved here where I knew nobody, and, you know, struggled to, to, to even meet people. And, um, and, you know, from a, and, and I think that also kind of segues over to the, to the faith portion too, you know, when, when you're younger and, you know, you're out you're doing the things that, you know, young 20 year olds do and, you know, your, your faith kind of, kind of wavers. So, um, you know, yeah, you know, we're, we're all sad clowns, some capacity. Mine just were in different waves of my life. Yeah, no, I got you. And that, that makes absolute sense. I think in the, the story that you're, you're telling. All right. So, so we know, we know what life was like before. Let's talk first contact. So first off, who, who was the responsible party? Who EH'd you? It was a, it was a tag team between DFib and Buck. But I will say that DFib was, was the, the chief instigator. He, he, <clears throat> He's the one that got me, you know, and gotcha. Buck would slowly kind of push or you know, nag a little bit, but you know, DFib would stick in the knife and just twist until <laughs> I finally caved. I mean, I, I couldn't fathom doing anything, you know, that early in the morning or why would people want to do that? I was, a, you know, at that point was, or before then, you know, before my hiatus and working out was really, you know, gym rat, you know, going there and 
bang, you know, put on as much weight as I possibly could, bang it out and, and leave. I, I didn't understand the concept of working outside, you know, in rain or cold or, you know, early hours in the morning. So uh, kudos to both those guys, but a special shout out to DFib for getting me started. There you go. Okay. And now what was the, what was the first workout that you went to? Latham Grinder. The Grinder. Okay. Yep. And um, do you remember who cued? I do. Wicked. Wicked. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe maybe that's what maybe that's what uh, Sky Q was preparing you for, right? All those years You're, of being a gym rat, preparing you for the Wicked workout. There is no doubt. There is no <laughs> doubt. So, and it sucked. You know, again, so you got to remember, here I am coming off a five-year hiatus. And, you know, you walk into one of Wicked's workouts, which wasn't a normal workout. I don't know if you've ever heard about his, you know, Abdominosaurus Rex workout, but it was, you know, 45 minutes of straight abs. <laughs> so it was terrible. I mean, absolutely <laughs> terrible. I mean, I, I couldn't even sit up, you know, at the, at the end of it. Um, but it was, it was, it was brutal. Oh man. I, I, I'd never heard of that, that workout before, but, uh, I hope to avoid it. Yeah. No, it's something everybody should experience at least once in their life. I think he's done <laughs> it maybe twice since I've been around, but, uh, I've only done it once. Gotcha. Okay. So <laughs> you're, you're coming back from this, from this five-year hiatus, having, having your first kid probably not in the, in the greatest shape and you step right into a wicked workout for the Abdominus Rex. Yeah. So now what, why do you, uh, why'd you get JR? Had that, had that come about? I had moved here, um, from Dallas. So, you know, and the, the other thing that, you know, DFib and Buck failed to tell me was that when you go to this weird morning workout, you know, you get some stupid name, right? And it's probably good that they didn't tell me because I didn't disclose a lot. You know, I'm Jason. I'm in the furniture business. I've got a couple kids just moved here from Dallas. And I didn't give them, there was no meat on that bone at all to give me, <laughs> you know, a, a ridiculous name. And that wasn't, you know, it just, it was just circumstances. But, um, you know, having moved here from Dallas, they, uh, I guess, thought of J.R. Ewing and it stuck. Okay. And now for, for those packs not initiated, and, and I was not one of them, um, J.R. Ewing is from the show Dallas. That's right. That's <laughs> right. And the, the side note to that is our conversation before this thing you know, started started coming on board. You're like, well, what does that mean? Who, who is that? <laughs> Guys that are 40 plus, you know, I'm sure all remember J.R. Ewing from this, the show Dallas that was on probably in the early late 70s and early 80s back when we were alive and you weren't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> truth my my bearded millennialism is coming out yeah it's, yeah it, it, yeah it, he listeners he's not lying the moment he was like oh jr ewing i'm like well who the hell is that yeah. <laughs> i still it, it didn't it 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 literally raised the meter none for me yeah. until you said Maybe. the show dallas and then even even then i could only go back to well didn't they make a remake of that yeah anyway 
All right. Well, cool. Well, thanks for sharing that. And definitely we'll give a we'll special shout out to, to DFib and Buck um, for uh, for putting the knife in there and uh, twisting it just enough to get you out. And yeah. Wicked as well for, for laying on the, a solid beat down. Because it sounds like, you know, more than anything, um, and, and we'll talk about this here in a second, but, you know, if, if you've already kind of had fitness in your background and you're talking about coming from the, the background of, of basically being a gym rat and just putting out a bunch of weight and pounding out a, what do they say, uh, throw in plate, yeah. uh, then, then, you know, stepping into a workout like F3 and especially one like Wicked's is going to be enough to, to really kind of, turn your head and say, what the heck was that? Um, and, and, and I think though, that that speaks a lot to kind of the, the power of, uh, of F3, um, given the fact that, you know, you had plenty of options, right? You, you, you had a lot of other stuff going on. You had already maintained fitness and yeah, you'd, you'd lost, you know, kind of the five years there, but, um, I think it speaks a lot to, you know, continuing to come back and continuing to, to stay with us, given the fact that by all accounts, you technically never really needed to. Well, you know, at that point, though, circuit, you know, I, I did need it in in my life. As I mentioned, you know, I, I was soft at that point, you know, when 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 the guys you know made me go out there, and you know, for me, yeah, I remember you know after that, you know, going, to, I went to work. I mean, this, you know, the 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 first F three thing, you know, for me was like an awakening. You know, it was like the force awakened, and you know, just exploited i needed to do something hard physically and there was you know i guess there was some type of enjoyment in having others there to suffer with me in the morning you know and <laughs> yeah. it just clicked so you know that afternoon i was at work with this dysfunctional company and i didn't i didn't do a thing man except look up um you know I was on the lexicon. I was on the exicon. I'm trying to figure out, you know, what these people are talking about. You know, they had their own language and stuff like that. And, and, and going to F3 Greensboro and trying to figure out, all right, so that was on Monday. Where can I go tomorrow? And, you know, and, and, and I did. And it just, it was like just that one thing triggered, you know, the, the fitness that I so desperately needed. And along with that was was the fellowship. I mean, it, it comes along, you know, organically with the fitness element, and you know, I needed that. Uh, even though you know, I had my wife and two kids at the time, and great neighbors and friends, and you know, we we, we were fine. But there's just a whole other level of of fellowship that comes along again with doing the things that we do in the gloom, and you know, the type of people and the caliber of people that, you know, I was surrounding myself with, you know, really just further solidified, you know, the faith element. So, you know, again, I think it was an an awakening is the best way to, you know, to, to, to explain it. No, that's great. Yeah. And I think many guys would probably um, mimic your, mimic your statement there. And, and say that, you know, F3, for whatever reason, it's those, as you pointed out, it's the doing those difficult things, doing them together, doing them when it's not convenient, that, su- that somehow makes it very attractive, right? Um, 
And definitely, it sounds like you you had that experience, and it made you want to continue to seek out more and more and more. And and you hit on some of those points when we talk about life since F three. Um, how how was your how was your fitness? Do you think accelerated as as a result of F three? Oh yeah, just it's 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 gotten <clears throat> you know it's just especially from the cardio standpoint. You know, I'm, I'm in some of the best shape of my life. You know, maybe I'm not as strong as I once was, um, you know, but, you know, maybe I am, I don't know, you know, it's just, <laughs> I, I enjoy doing the activities that we do and, you know, whether I'm here in Greensboro or on the road, as you mentioned, I do travel a lot. I just, I just keep the cadence. I've gotten into a very good habit over the last four and a half years, thanks to F3 of you know, of just doing something you know all the time so you know fitness after f3 continues to be you know grind every day you know against against the old you know the uh, the life cycle here you know we're we're, we're pushing back me and, and and a lot of the guys that you know that we work out with hard um on, on getting a little bit sharper a little bit better each and every day and just trying to been that that life cycle you know um uh, time warp um yeah pushing back hard i got you okay and so and you mentioned this before and i thought it was a great point kind of the fellowship aspect like you know you you had plenty of neighbors had plenty of friends in the neighborhood and and people you could come and talk to and no problem there but f3 represented kind of a, a different aspect of fellowship for you. What do, what do you think has been kind of the biggest, the biggest difference or the biggest differentiator um, since oh, coming man. into that? Well, I've, you know, I've got the biggest differentiator is I've got, you know, a thousand brothers, you know, that I didn't have, you know, before F3. And I, and I mean that, you know, these guys and hell, I've, I've even made the, the comment, you know, one of these days, if I ever, you know, run my own business or something, you know, or start my own company, you know, to, to, to get hired, you, you know, one of the prerequisites is you have to be part of F3. <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, you know, <laughs> these guys that we go out with grind so hard in the morning and you know, their integrity, you know, their, their character, you know, that, yeah, that's, you gotta, you know, that's, that, that's the type of man that I would hire for my business, if that makes any sense. So, you know, the, the fellowship after, you know, it's just fantastic. You know, the, the, the friends, and the, the genuine friends, you know, I'd sit here and think if God forbid something happened um, where, you know, I needed help, you know, for the things that we endear the most, our children, you know, who could I go to? And, you know, my list is pretty long. And I hope that, you know, a lot of other guys would, would feel the same way. You know, and I'm not talking about just giving to my kids. I'm saying, you know, if you really needed some help, if you were in a bind or a pinch, you know, I could rattle off 15 guys right now. Hey, man, I'm stuck. I need help. And I have no doubt that they would be there in a second. You know? Yeah. So those are the type yeah. of friendships that, that are just genuine and will last forever. Yeah. That's a fantastic thing. And and definitely, I think, speaks volumes to how we build male community um, bonding, male community friendship, um, really through the, through the, through the doing of difficult things together, right? 
it really does create a solid bond. And now, since you brought it up, and, and I want to give you an opportunity to talk about this, so because we, we, we talked before on this, so you brought up, you know, if something happened, who could you who could you really kind of turn and talk to? And and to kind of summarize or sort of crystallize your story a little bit, do you have a story that you could share um, that kind of speaks to kind of the effect of F3 um, that, that's had on your life um, since kind of coming into that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, you know, when I started on October 26th, 2015, um, you know, this soft person that you know, had, had come in and hadn't been doing a lot of, lot of activity. Um, yeah, as I mentioned to you, it was, it was pretty intense for me. It was an awakening and, and I, I loved it. I needed it and started grinding pretty hard. And about nine months into, you know, being part of F3, um, you know, we went through a really bad bankruptcy in the company that I was working with. And um, unfortunately, or fortunately, you know, when you look back on things today, fortunately, you know, my, my position was dissolved with the company. So I just moved here, um, you know, nine months earlier and, you know, was renting a house, was building a house and, you know, was out of a job, you know, for the first time in, in my life. And I had spent you know, 20 years with this company. So it, it starts to, you start to look around at things and be like, you know, now what, you know, I've never been in this position. Now what? And, and I had made a pretty radical transformation, um, in the right direction, you know, from a, from a fitness standpoint, um, you know, working out hard again, you know, grinding every single day, you know, losing some weight, getting in better shape. And, you know, for me, the biggest the biggest attribute of working out isn't you know how you look, or it, it's you know for me it's the mitigation of stress, and you know things don't bother me if if I'm conditioned, you know I think clearly I, I can I can um, work work. Clearly, there, you know, there's 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 a lack of stress, and I'm not saying that I'm stress free. We all have our, our challenges, um, but I can only imagine had you know I not been working out, burning that stress, getting in better shape. Make no mistake, the you know, the blood pressure had come down, the weight had come off, all of those factors. You know, had I not been started with F3 and DFib and Buck, you know, not got me out here. You know, I don't know how I would have reacted or dealt with that situation, you know, effectively being, you know, a disgusting fat body who's out of work, you know, and the stress that that carries with that. So, you know, I'm not saying that F3 saved my life. Um, but you know you can sit back and look at you know things you know I think that you know God has a plan for us all, and you know he you know used defib as a vehicle you know to you know to you know as an instrument him and Buck to get me you know into f three which subsequently 
you know, led to me getting, you know, in better health, um, straightening up, you know, getting a better life, um, you know, moving in the right direction, which subsequently, you know, came to, you know, being able to deal with this radical situation in your life that you've never been faced with. Yeah. And, you know, we went through that period very, very, well, as easily as you could. And it was, a, it was kind of a long period, you know, before we got back on, on board to, you know, probably about three months, but you know, every day it didn't matter. You know, I just kept going to F3, you know, in the morning um, when, uh, when I didn't have to, you know, I could have slipped in, <laughs> but, yeah. but we, you know, I, I, again, kept, kept the cadence. And you know, I just look at those those you know, cycle of events and how you never know how much the guy next to you you know needs or deserves to be EH'd. And you know, I was that person and you know, just continually try to you know, to try to remember that and uh, and make sure that um, you know that we get as much as many guys that are open to doing this thing um, as possible, you know, on, on the roster. That's great. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. I, I think you make a, an excellent point there. And that is kind of seeing, seeing these different circumstances, right? Seeing DFib and Buck as the vehicle to bring you into F3 and then seeing ultimately F3 as the vehicle to help you work towards staying fit Ultimately, as you pointed out, because the, the fitness aspect is not, not necessarily about the looking good part, it's about the, the mitigation of stress. And from that, then being able to handle what was coming down the pipeline. So I, I could definitely see how, you know, when you, you put all the pieces together like that, you can see this really kind of beautiful story. Sky Q is laid out for you, right? And and trying to, to lean into that. And I'm sure there are many guys across the, across the, the nation who have dealt with either similar circumstances or could definitely glean a lot from that. So definitely thanks. Thanks so much for sharing that and being vulnerable there. You bet. All right. Well, before we close it out, do you have any closing thoughts for the pack? Something that you'd like to share? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, you know, I think I'll just, you know, maybe parlay onto what we were just talking about and I'll share, and I'll share a, a text that I, that I got from a guy, um, you know, less than a month ago. And it just simply says, Hey, you know, I wanted to send you a quick note. to Thank you for pushing me to join F3. This is the best thing that I've gotten involved, involved in, in a very long time. I appreciate you and your friendship. So, you know, I sat back and when I got that, you know, it just evidently meant something to this individual. Um, you know, I hope that you can tell how much, you know, F3 means to me. And um, I, th- I think, you know, the, the message and the point here is just to, you know, to always be headlocking. You know, there's, there's guys that absolutely, like myself, need this. You know, they, they need, you know, one or all three of the F3 you know, factors that are out there and, you know, let's just never miss an opportunity to get somebody, um, to get somebody on board and come, come join the, uh, you know, the posse and the gloom. And I think the last thing just, you know, while I sit back and, you know, we've all been quarantined for God knows how long, but 
just share a quick verse. Proverbs 22.6 is, Train up a child in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he will not depart from it. So, you know, I think I just look back at, you know, the, you know, the, the way, you know, I was raised. And back to, you know, back to, uh, I think this is kind of a, a, more of a sacrifice type, type analogy that I want to make here. Um, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, all the, the sports that, you know, my parents had me going through. Um, you know, I can remember the tournaments and that we were, that we were going to, you know, all the time. I mean, we just, we, we never stopped. And, you know, I've got two little boys and it's easy to sit back and say, oh man, we got soccer practice or a soccer game or we got to go out to the soccer field or, you know, we got to go here or there, do this and that. And I, I have found myself, you know, even getting a little greedy with my me time, especially as much as I travel, you know, I kind of want to stay at home um, on the weekends and, you know, uh, burn meat and watch football and do the things that, that I really enjoy doing. Um, but there's a sacrifice to this. And, you know, we, we just need to drive these kids, you know, teach them, whether it's a spiritually, you know, however you interpret that, that verse, you know, spiritually, uh, or, you know, we need to train and teach our kids to, 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 to be active, to be outdoors, to have life skills, to join Boy Scouts or hunt or fish or shoot or whatever it is. And there's a sacrifice, you know, and really an obligation as we as parents have to, you know, to push this next generation of kids in the right direction. And, you know, um, it's, it's easy to sit here and pontificate because we've had so much time, you know, in the house doing nothing. Um, and, and, and I sit back and we, we look at all the, you know, the games that we're missing and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I just think we have, you know, an obligation to, you know, to drive these kids, um, harder than, in, in, in a loving way than, than just letting them sit back and, and, and play their iPads. I have no idea where I'm going with this, but, you know, I think that, um, you know, maybe there's a little context or a little bit of meat on that bone. Um, but I, I believe the verse is true. You know, train them, teach them early. And, you know, when they're old, um, they, we will all be better for it, whether we're, whether we are here or not. No, that's great. And I, I think there's a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, I, I think especially too, you know, you're talking before about kind of your past, how you'd grown up playing sports and being very involved. And that really set you on a strong path for fitness as you as you've gotten older. And now kind of having kids of your own and seeing the impact that fitness has had on your life, I think that definitely speaks a lot to it. Like it, there's a lot within that verse that that speaks a lot to your story and can definitely speak a lot to, to other guys out there. So that absolutely thank you for for sharing that i think there's a lot to it you bet so so now if guys want to get in touch with you what's the uh, what's the best method for them to do that get me on uh twitter at f3gsojr 
Just the letters JR, right? JR. That is it. <laughs> awesome. Well, JR, thank you very much again for, uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, it's been a blast being able to talk with you, and, and I'm glad we've been able to stay in touch uh, despite the, the move on my part. And I appreciate you being on the Yammer this morning. Circuit, I'm honored to be on the Yammer. I've been looking forward to it for about a year, and I certainly miss and love you, brother. Take care. All right, guys. With that, we close out episode three. Thanks for listening. Stay sharp, and we will see you in the gloom. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.